law and gospel, the Reformation solas, the theology of the cross, the means of grace, simultaneously saint and sinner. These are some of the topics covered in the Issues Etc. Book of the Month, Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity. It's written by regular guest Dr. Al Schmidt. Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity is published by Concordia Publishing House, 1-800-325-3040, or read an excerpt at issuesetc.org. Hallmarks of Lutheran Identity, the Issues Etc. Book of the Month. Welcome back to Issues Etc. I'm Todd Wilkin. We have a series going with Pastor Brian Wolfmiller on the Christian devotional life, kind of walking through the nuts and bolts of a Christian devotional life. We've talked about prayer. We have talked about the Ten Commandments. We are going to turn our attention today to talk about hearing the Scriptures. Now, you might say, I go home and I read my Bible, and that is absolutely a good thing to do. Although, I think an argument can be made that Scripture is intended to be heard, whether you're hearing it in your mind as you read, or hearing it as someone else reads it. It's actually a really, really good argument, not only for the Christian devotional life, but for going to church on Sunday. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest. He's pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio, and author of the new resource, The Devotional Challenge Book. Brian, welcome back. Thank you. You start out in Psalm 19 of all places. Why there? What can we learn from David on hearing God's word? Well, there's there's three psalms that are called the Torah psalms. That is, psalms that are especially focused on God's word. And they're easy to remember. Psalm 1, Psalm 19, and Psalm 119. They all have to do with the scriptures. But Psalm 19 is very interesting because... It, it begins with talking about how the heavens extol the glory of God, how the beauty of God is seen in creation. And that's, you know, with the eyes of faith. The, the, the Holy Spirit uh, lets us, the Christians, see that God's glory is all over creation. Apart from God's word, you know, creation is just death and terror. Anyway, the second half of the psalm, though, turns, uh, turns our attention and our focus to the scriptures and speaks about the benefit that the scriptures have. Uh, the, the things that we can learn from the scriptures. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And then this, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. So this psalm extols the Lord's word, not only the great, the greatness, uh, the, the beauty, the efficacy, the, um, and all the other attributes of the scripture, but it also speaks of the effects of the scripture, wisdom, rejoicing, enlightenment, and so forth. But finally, it ends with this really important uh, insight for our own devotional life, and that is that the scriptures become the object of our desire. Uh, more to be desired are the scriptures, the Lord's words, than gold, much fine gold, sweeter than honey, and so forth. So that when the, when the scriptures, when the word of God becomes the object of the Christian's desire, then we are in this place, this, this blessed place that the psalm wants to lead us that we want to hear the Lord's word, that we rejoice in hearing the Lord's word, that we delight ourselves in his word. We should say that while we have set this subject as, say, third 
in our conversation on Christian devotion, there would be no Christian devotion. There would be no prayer. There'd be no meditation on the Ten Commandments, the things we've discussed up to this point, without Holy Scripture. No, that's right. And that's all this is, really. I mean, whenever we last week had our second week's challenge, which is to meditate on the Ten Commandments, I mean, we're just, we're setting a particular piece of God's Word uh, in place. And that's what we had done, really, the week before with setting a time to pray and praying the uh, Lord's Prayer and the Creed and the Kyrie. We're we're fixing particular parts uh, of the Scriptures that ought to define our devotions every day. But now this week, with the challenge of hearing the Lord's words, we're kind of introducing uh, a movable parts of our devotion. So, you know, in the liturgy, there's the ordinary parts and uh, that cha- stay the same every single Sunday. And then you have the propers, which change based on the Sunday or the season or something like this. So the last two weeks, we've put in our, devo- our daily devotional ordinaries. And now what we want to do is put in the propers. We want to be uh, cycling through the scriptures, uh, hearing them. And, and, and hearing the Lord's Word, uh, really, for the every day for the rest of our lives. When we say the Lord's Word, you, you kind of put a fine point on it, that we ought to approach Scripture as, you say, the voice of our Lord and God, our Creator and Redeemer. Why that, that voice, and then hearing that voice? Well, th- th- this is an important sort of thing. You know, some people, the, the big lie that higher criticism gave us was that Scripture contains God's Word, but there's a to be a separation between God's Word and the Scriptures. And it so happens that if you make that separation, then you're hunting around for the parts of the Bible that are the God parts and the parts of the Bible that are the human error parts. And it, and it always just so happens that the parts that you claim to be spoken by God are the parts that you really like, and the parts that claim to be man's error are the parts that you don't like or that are offensive to you or that will get you in trouble with the culture or whatever. So that's the, that's the, the wedge that the, the higher critical movement has for the last 200 years driven between the Scripture and God's Word. And we want to be able to look at the Scriptures and say, no, no, these are the Lord's words given to us. Uh, the, when we read the Bible, we're hearing the voice of God. When we open the Scriptures and read it, we are listening to the Holy Trinity speak to us. And it, that's and that's why it's authoritative uh, for us. E- even before it's creative, it is authoritative. You suggest in giving attention to the Lord's Word that you actually take a little bit of Scripture, that you read it out loud at a moderate pace. Why is that important? Luther has this advice, and and I don't. And it's interesting to me that Luther gave this advice because, as from what I can tell, reading. In the ancient world and even into the Middle Ages, would have always been out loud. It would have been very strange to, and this is again my historical understanding. Someone can probably correct me on this, but but I, as I understand it, if you would have gone into a library in the ancient world, it would not have been a quiet place. That reading meant reading out loud, and the kind of reading that we do, which is where we hear the sound in our own head or whatever it is, we see the words we try to comprehend apart from hearing. Uh, we read with our eyes and not with our ears is a is a modern phenomenon, but even still. Uh, Luther uh, talks about um, this when he's giving instructions for devotions, and he says we uh, we want to hear the Lord's word, and on a very on a very basic level, it's simply because God says faith comes by hearing, not by reading. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans ten. So that if this is true, that faith comes by hearing, that faith is strengthened by hearing, then then when we when we read the Bible, we want to hear it. We want, to, we want the words to go through our ears. 
And we want to focus on that. Now, I think it's possible to hear it without speaking it. You know, you can you kind of hear the sound of it in your own imagination. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, why mess around? Just, you know, read out loud. And then you don't have to wonder if you're hearing it, because you, in fact, know that you're hearing it, because you're hearing it. Let the Lord's words come in to your heart by way of your ear. And that's good. So this is a, perhaps a, one of the challenges, and I think next week this challenge is going to be amplified in hearing the Psalms, is that if people have a, a, a pattern of daily Bible reading, that they take at least part of that Bible reading and they read it out loud. Uh, my, my tactic now, as I'm kind of halfway there, is when I read the Psalms, I read the Psalms out loud. I, know, I just read the Old Testament quietly, and when I'm reading through the New Testament, I'll read the words of Jesus out loud, and the rest I'll just kind of go over silently. Now, it's kind of halfway measure, but it's at least a start to get some of those words out loud so that I can hear them. You also suggest a small section of Scripture rather than a big chunk, and I think sometimes we go for quantity over sitting down and actually working on just a few verses. Yeah, I think there's a—the uh, pace of Bible reading is interesting. Sometimes I think we— uh, don't read enough, and sometimes I think we read too much. A lot of this depends on the context. Like we, um, me and the kids have been trying to work through some of Paul's epistles, and boy, I think you know you take more than ten verses at a time, and you're overwhelmed. I mean, he, it is really, really thick. But you can handle, you know, a chapter of uh, of the Gospels or a chapter of a narrative part of the Old Testament uh, much easier. So you kind of got to you kind of got to just get a sense of the density of the scriptures. But I think, you know, a lot of us who are, um, you know, developing our, our daily hearing of the Lord's Word will kind of fall into a pattern. We'll have a, a kind of a standard length. Maybe we'll read a chapter, a psalm and a chapter, something like that. So we kind of have a standard speed, a standard length. And I think that there is great benefit to be had in both speeding up and especially in slowing down. And giving attention to the words. This is really, and and this is, I think, the the challenge really this week, is to pay attention to your attention, that we give our focus and our attention to the very words that the Lord is saying, that we make sure that we know what each word, for example, means and why it's there. Uh, this is really starts to bear fruit when you start to see what words the Lord doesn't put there, but at least to start to pay attention to a small portion. And to don't think, i, I got to get through the whole chapter to kind of check off a list or something like that. No, no. To read a small section but give our attention to it and let the Holy Spirit use his word to bless us and give us his wisdom. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest, pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, co-host of a weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio, and author of the new resource, the Devotional Challenge Book. You can download it for free. Just go to issueztc.org, click Listen on Demand, and click the Devotional Challenge Book with Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. When we come back, an example of what he's talking about, a couple of verses from John chapter 6 with Pastor Brian Wolfmiller. Let him do it for us here so we see, we see exactly what he's talking about when he talks about your devotional hearing of the Scriptures. Your pastor has been called to shepherd you as a member of Christ's flock. Doxology offers an innovative program of advanced study retreats where your pastor can be refreshed, renewed, and refocused. Find out more at doxology.us. 
Many pastors report that doxology has been one of the most valuable learning experiences since seminary. Doxology, the Lutheran Center for Spiritual Care and Counsel. Doxology.us. Doxology.us. At Risen Christ Lutheran Church in Arvada, Colorado, we have simply become captivated by the hilarious notion that God has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into the world to save the losers of this world. Losers just like us. We proclaim the biblical notion that God saves sinners. Embracing the historic liturgy of the church, we confess that we are just that, sinners. Visit us online at risenchristlutheran.org. Have you been too busy to get your associate's, bachelor's, or master's degree? Concordia University, Wisconsin offers 50 online educational options. Find out more at issuesetc.org. Click the Concordia University online logo and enter the program code ISSUES to waive your application fee. Concordia University, Wisconsin is here to strengthen and support the church. Lifelong Lutheran Learning. Issuesetc.org and click Concordia University, Wisconsin online. Recently graduated from high school or college and looking for a chance to serve a community in need while sharing the good news of Jesus Christ? Lutheran Young Adult Corps may be for you. Lutheran Young Adult Corps provides opportunities for long-term, full-time service for 10 weeks through the summer or 10 months over the school year in places like St. Louis, Philadelphia, and Boston. Find out more about Lutheran Young Adult Corps by finding us online at lcms.org slash Y-A-C-O-R-P-S or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lutheran Y-A Corps spiritual, and religious. You're listening to Issues Etc. The 500th anniversary of the Reformation approaches. A good time to ask, who are we as confessional Lutherans? What's our heritage? The Confessional Lutherans for Christ Commission has produced the Layman's Guide to Theological History. Go to the clcc.org and see which of these presentations and books would be most helpful to you and your fellow parishioners. And consider becoming a member with us as the CLCC seeks to help more people know what it means to be a confessional Lutheran. The CLCC.org. I bet you didn't know that the teaching of Latin in schools is making a comeback. Latin? Really? Isn't that a dead language? Well, take a look at what studies say about how well Latin students do on a test like the SAT. Memoria Press's Latin program will revolutionize your students' vocabulary, knowledge, and their understanding of grammar. And there is no better subject for teaching critical thinking skills. Visit memoriapress.com and save $5 on your next order by using the coupon code LPR. Welcome back to Issues Etc. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest, part three of our series on the Christian devotional life. We're talking about hearing the scriptures. Brian, I'd like you to kind of do, at least as much as we can here in the radio format, do as an example what you were talking about before with just the three verses of John chapter six that you have there, I think beginning at the 66th verse. Why'd you choose this, by the way? Well, this one especially has the great confession of Peter, uh, where he speaks of the Lord's Word and how his Word uh, gives eternal life. So if we're going to begin by giving attention to the Word, it's really quite nice to hear what the Word does, what the Word gives. And so this whole week I've selected little portions of the Scripture. You know, if you download the Devotional Training Book, and I'm, I'm interested to hear back, by the way, from the people who, that have, um, have downloaded the, the, the Challenge Book and are, 
are kind of playing along at home uh, to hear about the helpfulness of it. But it, you see the page here um, has a place for and, and a time for my prayers, and then it has the text there. And so you can mark it up and write your notes and ask uh, you know, one diagnostic question. That gets more thorough. So each day has a page like this to look at uh, and to kind of focus in on the particular scriptures. And really, I've picked short uh, passages from, I think it's mostly in the Gospels all week this week, uh, that uh, that focus on the on the gifts of Christ. I tried to pick also particularly encouraging texts, texts with a lot of gospel, a lot of comfort, uh, as well uh, to to start us off on this. And especially if people are trying to grow their devotional life from nothing or from not very much to something substantial, uh, to take these little chunks, uh, encourages encouraging pieces of the scripture. I think is an encouraging thing in and of itself. Now. It starts out, and this is, you say pay attention to all the words, it starts out with after this. Should the reader there just stop and say, after what? Yeah, you, you, you can. Now, you know, there's, um, there's different ways to study the Scripture. And when you're studying the Scripture, you want to understand what the words are saying, no matter what. So you're always going to be leaning on the context. But there's an infinite number of ways that you could go. I mean, we could spend our whole lives considering one one sentence of the scripture to understand it in its context and everything else like this. Uh, one of the one of the things I think that happens, and and Luther again addresses this, is when you're reading through the scripture, you come across something that you don't understand or something that you don't know, and you're and you try to figure it out, and it can become uh, discouraging. There's so many questions that are there that that it becomes a discouragement. So my suggestion is if you're reading, you're just taking up the text, and you say, after this, you could go and see what it's talking after. You could try to, you know, guess at it from the scriptures itself, but you don't have to. I mean, just it's okay just to, to look at the words that are in front of you and not to be discouraged by the, the things that are going around it. And pay attention to the main thing that's in these words. So I would say, Todd, that you it's, it's helpful to go back and understand that this is when Jesus, you know, fed the 5,000. He walked across the sea. The, the crowd saw that he, he wasn't there anymore, so they went and found him. They, they wanted to make him king because he gave him bread, and Jesus talks about how he's the bread that comes down from heaven. Unless you eat his, his flesh and drink his blood, you have no part of him. And so most of the people leave. Uh, that's the context there, and it's great to know that, but it's, I don't think in a devotional setting it's of absolute necessity. So what do you find there? What would you, how would you kind of guide the listener through this? My suggestion, too, and just on a really practical note, is that I have kind of have an outline for prayer, which is the, the, the creed, the Lord's Prayer, the Ten Commandments, that if you're, if you're doing your devotion in the morning, you have your prayers first and then the Scripture. If you're doing your devotions in the evening, you read the Scripture first and then you have your prayers. So uh, just as far as order goes, I suggest that. And then I'll just read these three verses and we can kind of walk through it. After this, many of his, Jesus' disciples, turned back and no longer walked with him. So Jesus said to the twelve, Do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. That's it. That's the text. What would you pull out of that as... They're saying, well, I don't know what's important, what isn't important. Yeah, well, so this is great. You know, half of this is um, is being a good reader and learning how to read, which is, you know, sometimes, Todd, it's harder than we think it is to pay to to pull out the important parts of the, of the text and to see what's what's going on here. We see that Jesus is asking his disciples a question. Do you want to go away as well? 
So you see that Jesus has turned to the twelve, and if you can see it in your imagination, you can see the crowds are leaving, and Jesus turns to the twelve and he says, you guys as well? Are you going to stay or are you going to go? And uh, and this is a critical moment, you know. You, we realize that the disciples could say, ah, oh, forget it, you know, no more Jesus, we're going somewhere else. But they don't. And that Peter stands up and he answers on behalf of the twelve, and he gives the reason, the rationale, why the disciples are sticking with Jesus. So he says, Lord, to whom shall we go? In other words, what, what are our options? And then he's going to speak how, of how Jesus is different than anybody else in the whole world. You have the words of eternal life. So that unlike anybody else, any other person, any other teacher, any other master or rabbi, uh, any other uh, king or ruler, any other priest or prophet, Jesus stands apart from all of them as the one who has words, and not just words of life, words of eternal life. So that the words that Jesus speaks, these are spirit and truth. And the disciples have, as Peter's going to say, and we have believed and we have come to know that you are the Holy One of God, that not only are you a man with words of eternal life, but that you are God in our flesh, and that you, by your very speaking, give us treasures that are beyond our comprehension, beyond our imagining. You, your words not only give us life, they give us eternal life, and we, and we believe it, and we have come to know it. So that those that confession of St. Peter about who Jesus is, God in our flesh, and about what he gives, eternal life through the word, are the main thing in the text. And that's all the more you're really talking about here. You, someone doesn't have to go look up uh, words in the lexicon. They don't have to do a word study. You're just asking that simple question, what is the main thing here? What is the main thing? And if I can get at that, the main teaching of the passage, that gives me something to consider. And it also, it gives me something to meditate on. So that if I can, re- if I can read those words, and it's short enough that I could read them uh, uh, two or three times. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And I can begin to meditate on those words all through the day. That's what our, uh, you know, life of meditation is. Uh, the, the Lord's words give eternal life. And I can rejoice in that. Uh, and I can I can carry it with me when I go to work, when I'm driving the kids to school, when I'm talking with my uh, when I'm talking with my neighbor or friends, uh, and it's a it's a stunning sort of thing as we do that and consider the Lord's word uh, in this way. How often those those words that we're rolling around in our mind and our imagination, in our mouth and our ears and our hearts, how often they'll come back and in fact inform our conversation that day. But yeah, we're not getting into this big long word study or anything else like this. I mean, of course we could if we have time. But we want to get the main thing of the Lord's Word, and we want to carry it with us. So how would you suggest, you said this is something I could meditate on. How would you suggest someone do just what you were talking about there? Taking this just small passage of Scripture and say, for this day, this is going to kind of be the Scripture that I'm going to chew over, think over. In my spare moments, I'm going to return to it. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to go at this. I know some people that'll they'll make little flashcards and they'll write down a verse and they'll carry it with them in their pocket. Some people will make um, uh, sticky notes and put them on the mirror. Some people, you know, they try to kind of memorize them uh, this way. I found, and, and Todd, I don't, you can maybe tell me if this is for you or for anyone else too, because I only know this for myself. But if I try, if I sit and try to memorize a scripture text, kind of just cram it in there, it is extremely difficult and not very effective. But if I can understand the text 
And if that text can give me joy, if, 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 I can, if I can push through my understanding of the text to where it gives me some delight, like Psalm 19 says, delight yourself in the Lord's word uh, more than much fine gold. If I, can, if I can hear the text with such fresh ears that, um, that it, it brings the joy of the Lord's gifts to me, then by the time I get there, it's almost memorized already. <laughs> so, if, so if I can hear the, uh, maybe try to say it simply like this, if I can hear the comfort in the text, if I recognize the voice of Jesus who died for me uh, so that I can have the forgiveness of sins, then I've almost already pressed it into my heart and I can carry it along with me. So I'm not, so, so my suggestion is to carry the text with us is not to kind of force it into our minds by, by kind of memory work, like we're trying to memorize uh, vocab cards, but rather that we, that we let the scripture do what it is. That like, like Peter says, that these words are words of eternal life. And when we hear God's own eternal life being delivered to us in the scriptures, then it's, it's probably already half buried in our hearts and we've almost got it already. But, but you're not saying, uh, poo-poo on memorizing things. This is just this is a different way of handling God's word. Memorization still a great way too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. You know, uh, we want to hide the Lord's word in our heart. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I I just have people ask me after Bible class, "Hey, Pastor Wolfmuller, how do you how do you remember so many Bible passages?" And I never made flashcards. Uh, I ne- you know, I never went and copied down word for word to try to press it in there. I, ju- I just have never done that. I don't think it's a bad thing, and especially if it works. Man, that's great. Uh, it's really qu- quite wonderful. But, but for me, as once the scriptures speak with delight, then you don't forget them. You know, it's like when you're listening to a sermon, and that sentence that delivers the insight of the gospel, that, that, that phrase that delivers the comfort of the Lord's mercy— it rings with such a great clarity that you grab onto it, almost naturally, you grab onto it. And so we want to let the scriptures uh, speak with that kind of clarity to us, and then, uh, and then we grab onto it. But any way that we can hide the Lord's Word in our heart, any way we can memorize the scripture, that's great. Uh, you, we should be doing it. Well, we, we should say, before we take this break, that the, the passage you chose here has a pretty big advantage because it's actually, for those who use the thing, uh, built into at least one setting of the divine service. It is kind of the way we receive the gospel reading on some Sunday. Yeah, we sing it. And, and, and once you sing a text, you got it memorized almost instantly. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. That's, I mean, it's, uh, you, you know, that's really great. And, and really, that's an advantage of the liturgy, is it's pressing all of these great scripture texts into our mind and into our heart and into our memory just by repetition and music. And and that's an incredible gift. Uh, you know, our f- friend Pastor Ketchemeyer, he he kind of um, bemoans the fact that we have generations losing the Scripture because they're losing the liturgy, uh, and that's a great example of it. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is our guest. It's part three of our series on the Christian devotional life. Today we're talking about hearing the Scriptures. We'll connect it to actually going to church when we come back from this break. He's pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado, and author of the new resource, The Devotional Challenge Book. faith is a gift of God's grace. The Christian life is a gift of God's grace. 
we live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. Pastor Peter Bender talking about his presentation at this summer's Issues Etc. Making the Case conference. And that means that our Lutheran piety is also a gift. All too often we see it as another work of the law, something that we must do. Instead, Christ meets us there with his word and spirit, and in our daily devotional life, he teaches us what it is to live by faith in the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. You can meet and hear Pastor Peter Bender making the case for Lutheran piety Friday, June 9th and Saturday, June 10th at the Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference in Collinsville, Illinois. For more information, visit issuesetc.org or call 618-223-8385. The Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. Christ-centered, cross-focused, you're listening to Issues Etc. Do you want a church with a rockin' band and a sermon series to help you live a better life? It's not here. Bethany Evangelical Lutheran Church in Fairview Heights offers authentic, historic Christianity to a world awash in fads and entertainment and offers forgiveness of sins to people overwhelmed with guilt and shame. Join us Sundays at 9.30 on Old Collinsville Road in Fairview Heights, Illinois to receive the life-giving gifts of God with us. Find out more online at BethanyLCMS.org. When a Christian woman is critical of her own flesh, she holds her creator in contempt. Rose Adel from her new book, Ladylike Living Biblically. Our Heavenly Father knit us together in the womb. He did not do a bad job. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139, 14. That goes for everyone, including the one who thinks she's the ugliest of them all. You can purchase and download Concordia Publishing House's new audiobook, Ladylike Living Biblically, at Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Folks, we have secured the hotels for the Summer Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference. You'll find the lodging information posted at issuesetc.org. Click Listen On Demand. This summer's conference is Friday, June the 9th, Saturday, June the 10th in Collinsville, Illinois. Conference speakers will be Pastor Matt Harrison, Aaron Wolf, Pastor Chris Rosebro, Terry Mattingly, Pastor Peter Bender, and Todd Peppercorn. And registration is $120. That includes three meals and you can find out more and register right there at our website, issuesetc.org, or give us a call, 618-223-8385, 618-223-8385. This summer's Issues Etc. Making the Case Conference in Collinsville, Illinois, June 9th and 10th, issuesetc.org. There is something I have wanted you to talk about here, Brian, and it's, I think it's very important because I think often Christians view the devotional life as disconnected from uh, Sunday morning. And I, I have always said, when people say, what, what is your devotional life like? I've always said, well, it starts on Sunday morning. The primary devotion of the, of, the, of the Christian is the divine service on Sunday morning. That finds its way out into the rest of the week in other kind of smaller ways. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the worship of God is one. Uh, and he's established his church as the main place where that's happening. And I, I would suggest that maybe it's, it goes both directions, so that the liturgy on Sunday informs our our daily uh, prayers and hearing of the Lord's Word. And then our daily prayers and hearing of the Lord's Word also prepares us for the liturgy. Uh, so there's a it's kind of in, in two great directions. 
I mean, one very practical way is that we take the hymns and the scriptures from Sunday and we pray them through the week. We have these weekly uh, around the word devotions that we send out, you know, for for free, and we've tried to do that same sort of thing. Take the Sunday scriptures and the psalm and the collect and the hymn of the week, and that's and that's there for every day, all through the week. So you're taking you're taking the Sunday liturgy there with you, along with daily Bible readings and things to meditate on, uh, as well. And and uh, and that's the way it should be. That with that the sermon is hearing uh, hearing the the sermon should not be a, a one time event, but it should it should enter into our meditation. Uh, we, we've probably been using that word a lot, meditation, and haven't defined it. But I, I I like to think of meditation as simply the the kind of mental conversation that's going on. When you when a song gets stuck in your head, that's probably like the best example of what it means to meditate on something. You're just rolling it over, and you know when we often meditate is when someone does something bad to us or we see something ugly. It becomes the it becomes the meditation, this kind of thing that's echoing around in our mind, and and we want the Lord's word to be echoing around there. We want the sermon to echo around there, and so so we meditate on the sermon. We talk about the sermon with our family and our friends. We ask questions about it. We wonder about it. We um, we we press on on that. We meditate on the scriptures and the hymns that we um, that we sing in church, and so um, it should be in a way that our daily devotions are nothing more than the echo of the shout of God's word that we hear on Sunday. You know, the Lord shouts His mercy to us, and then it Monday, da da da, and it just echoes throughout the week. The other thing that happens, though, is that when we start to give attention to the hearing of the Lord's word as a family and as an individual. And we start to pay attention to the scriptures. We're t- we're tuning our ears in to the language that the Lord uses, and we are we're ready for Sunday. One of the problems that you know pastors talk about all the time is that in the fight for attention, we're fighting against the world, which is constantly training us to absorb media in a particular way. You know, everything is reduced down to sound bites. Uh, when you're watching TV or engaging in any sort of new media, it's boom, boom, it's one thing and then after another and a different cam- camera angle and a different person speaking and this sort of thing and that. And we're not used to just sitting and listening. And so in some ways, the the, the world uh, and all the media of the world is 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 training our is weakening our attention when it comes to just sitting and listening to something for an extended period of time. One of the benefits, and I think it's purely secular benefit, I don't think it's spiritual about it, it's just a practical benefit of taking time every day to tune our attention to something, no matter what, but I mean, we want to tune it to the Bible, but no matter what, is that we're training our attention to be able to sit and listen. And the more we sit and listen to the scriptures, the, the more we train ourselves to listen to the, vo- to the voice of the prophets and the apostles, uh, the easier it is to give our attention to the reading and to the preaching on Sunday morning. We, we, you hear something, you know, the, the pastor stands up to read the, the scripture lesson, and you're like, ah, that sounds just like Isaiah. Or, hey, that, you know, that sounds like St. Paul. We, we, you, you start to recognize the voice of the apostles and the prophets, and you can tune in to the, to the service that much easier. So take us up to this point where we are with respect to what we've, we've talked about prayer We've talked about the Ten Commandments, and we've talked about today about hearing the Scripture. What does that look like with about uh, two minutes here? What does that look like in the daily devotion of the Christian? 
Well, I'd like to and be very practical on this and say, uh, you know, set aside 10 minutes. Not don't, Just don't go crazy, you know. It's like when you start working out, you want to work out every day for four hours, and then you work out two days and you're done with it, you know. But if you're working your way into this, just set up, aside 10 minutes for this. And the prayers are right there. You, the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, the Ten Commandments, and then a paragraph of the Bible with attentive reading. And and that's what we're that's where we are, and that's what we're looking for. That you begin and you end the, your day in the Lord's name. That you stop and give attention to the scriptures, and you're asking what's the main point, and that you're praying the Kyrie and the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and meditating on the Ten Commandments. And then, of course, uh, you know, if you're worried about something or thinking about something, or you have the pattern of prayer, that you add that to it. Pray for yourself and for other people. That you do this by yourself, or even to try to do this with your family. Uh, and this really, Todd, is. I mean, if you just want to stop there and do that for the rest of your life, that's really what we're after. A daily, in keeping with the first and especially the second and third commandments, that we daily take the Lord's name on our lips in prayer, and we daily put the Lord's word into our ears by giving attention to the, to the Lord's word and to the scriptures. Well, I was just thinking about that as you, as you spoke those words. Someone is going to say, wow, that doesn't sound complicated at all. Your final thoughts. No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be complicated. This is just really quite wonderful uh, that the Lord's, that it, this is really simple. I mean, we're not starting some sort of new monastic order. Luther was always against this in the, all the rules and laws of the monastery. No, no, just hear the Lord's word. Pray a prayer, pray the Lord's prayer and a, and a page of the Psalms in the New Testament, and, and that's enough. The Lord is rich, and he has his riches, more precious than fine gold on every page of the Bible, and it's just there for us. It's just to hear it and rejoice in it. It's just right there. Pastor Brian Wolfmiller is pastor of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. He is co-host of the weekly radio talk show called Table Talk Radio and author of the new resource, The Devotional Challenge Book. Brian, thank you very much for being our guest. You got it. Folks, Concordia University, Irvine, allows you to pursue advanced theological study for academic, professional, and for personal development. Courses are taught online and at intensive on-campus sessions in the summer. Apologetics, Christian education leadership, and Reformation studies are just a few of the emphases offered. For more information, visit cui.edu slash theology, cui.edu slash theology. Tomorrow on Issues Etc., we'll be looking forward to the third Sunday in Lent, talking with Dr. Carl Fikancher about Jesus and the woman of Samaria. And we're going to discuss Seminex Theology and God's Law with Dr. Scott Murray tomorrow on Issues Etc. It's that simple. The treasure is there. The power is in the Word itself. Open it up and hear it. I'm Todd Wilkin. Thanks for listening. Listen weekday afternoons to Pastor Todd Wilkin and guests on Issues Etc. Issues Etc. is a listener-supported program. Your financial support is vital for the continuation and expansion of this worldwide outreach. Our mailing address, Issues Etc., P.O. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. Box 83, Collinsville, Illinois, 62234. You can also donate at our website, issuesetc.org. Issues Etc., is a production of LPR, Lutheran Public Radio.
Thanks to the following congregations for standing with us by joining the Issues Etc. 300. Grace Lutheran, Henderson, Nevada. Faith Lutheran, Orange City, Iowa. Bethany Lutheran, Fairview Heights, Illinois. Bethlehem Lutheran, North Zoltz, Texas. Risen Christ Lutheran, Arvada, Colorado. Trinity Lutheran and Grace Lutheran, Wichita, Kansas. Emmanuel Lutheran, Perryville, Missouri. Risen Savior Lutheran, Basor, Kansas. St. John Lutheran, Champaign, Illinois. Trinity Lutheran, Auburn, Nebraska. Holy Trinity Lutheran, Columbia, South Carolina. Grace Lutheran, Elgin, Texas. Gethsemane Lutheran, Marion, Ohio. And St. John Lutheran, Springfield, Pennsylvania. Find out how your church can support this worldwide outreach by including Issues Etc. in your mission or advertising budget. Just go to issuesetc.org, click support, and print a one-page flyer. When your congregation becomes a congregational sponsor, we'll publicize your congregation on the radio, at our website, and in the Issues Etc. journal.